Welcome to this special edition of Daily Vet Life, where we're bringing you short interview synopses of presentations from the 2021 AAEP convention. These special editions are brought to you by Zoetis. I'm Kim Brown, editor of Equimanagement. In this episode, we're talking to Amy Grice, VMD MBA, on her presentation, What We Know, The Challenges of Equine Practice in 2021. Dr. Grice practiced for more than 20 years before starting veterinary business consulting. She advises veterinarians and practice owners on a wide variety of projects and challenges. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Grice. Thank you for having me again, Kim. Well, we appreciate that you're going to give us kind of the, the highlights and the key points of what you discussed at this AAP convention presentation. So what, what were the takeaways? What were the key points that you brought up? when you were at the AEP? My goodness, there were so many. I was talking so fast. Um, there's so There was so much to talk about because with the pandemic, there were so many changes going on in the industry. One of the first things I'd like to highlight is the fact that there is a very good sort of overall look at our uh, industry, the veterinary industry as a whole through the AVMA and vet success. So they have a dashboard. And if you Google that, you can just see what's been happening in the companion animal side, because it kind of gives you a sense of what's going on in the overall veterinary profession. Right before we got on to record this podcast, I actually looked. And when you go year over year, this week, a year ago, there were more visits. So things have slowed down slightly year of year over year. So it was down like 6% as far as visits. Um, revenue was still up, but that's just a place that you can go and kind of see overall how the industry is doing. Um, another uh, source of information, which is a little dated now because I did this survey in November of 2021, I asked people, um, and there were 311 respondents, but I asked, um, how is your practice doing financially in 2021 compared to 2019 and 2020? And so what was great, and all of this survey data is available on the Equimanagement uh, online site and has been recently uh, highlights have been recently published in the uh, Equimanagement print magazine. Um, but people were doing so much better. Almost 50% reported their, their practice was doing better in 2021 than it had did, done in 2019. And 30% said they were doing better in 2021 than 2020. So it had just been you know, really ratcheting along, and practices know this, they're busy. You know, only 1% said their practices were doing much worse. So, boy, equine practices were not really negatively affected by the last two years, and people know it by how tired they are. One of the other questions I asked was, you know, in what ways, and I listed some ways, was your practice busier in 2020 than 2019? Um, you know, 71% made more revenue. 
65% had more appointments, 63 more new clients, 60% were working more hours, and 45% saw more emergencies, right? So that's 2020 compared to 2019. Well, I asked the same question for 2021 compared to 2020. So now we have 76% saying they're making even more revenue, 70% even more appointments, 66% even more new clients, 62% even more hours over the year before, and 46% seeing more emergencies. So, you know, no wonder people are exhausted you know, we also have that difficulty in retaining and attracting new veterinarians into equine practice. And so we've got really uh, people being busier, um, more appointments, more work to do, and less people to do it. Part of the world's leading animal health company with a 70-year legacy, Zoetis Equine is committed to providing horse care products and services that veterinarians and their teams can count on. With trusted vaccines such as Corey-Q and Fluvax Innovator, leading diagnostics like the Staple Lab stall-sided SAA blood test and the number one vet-trusted equine sedative, Dermosidan, and a portfolio of regenerative medicine devices, that includes ProStride APS, Zoetis is always by your side. Be sure to follow Zoetis Equine on Facebook and Instagram today. Another really interesting question um, that I asked in this survey was about whether people were using telemedicine to help them with efficiency. And, you know, it was about 20 you know, a quarter, 25% about for each of the possible responses were, which were, you know, no, I never use it. Uh, yes, regularly. Yes, occasionally. Yes, rarely. And so it was probably a pretty equally split among those four choices. But what really struck me was that when I asked, how do you charge for a telemedicine consultation? 79% don't charge anything. Zero dollars. And as veterinarians, we only have our time to sell. And so uh, telemedicine can really dramatically improve your efficiency, but you do have to charge for it. Another interesting thing um, that came out was in the in the fall. The American Horse Publications um, always has a survey, and they ask some really interesting questions, um, one of which is, do you intend to have the same number of horses next year as you do now? Well, interestingly, we got great news, which I guess, you know, it follows all those extra appointments, right? Um, 86% currently own and manage the same number or more horses than they did in 2020, and 90% expect to own even more in 2022 as they did in 2021. So projecting into the future, those um, respondents think that the horse business is still going to continue to sort of be a wild and crazy thing. We're seeing horses are costing 
a huge amount the the prices on horses because there's a relative shortage of you know safe trained horses prices have gone way up pre-purchases are off the charts as far as it's like the housing market i'm hearing from practitioners that people are wanting a post-purchase exam on the horse they've just bought from a video sight unseen never ridden because if they don't put an offer in they're not going to have a chance to get the horse which just seems incredibly crazy to me um but horse people will be horse people so they're buying these horses another interesting thing is that the american horse council which is doing a study in 2022 i'm really pleased because we'll probably have some more accurate numbers about horse population as a result um their data suggests that 50% of horse owners earn more than $100,000 now. So people really shouldn't be afraid of charging for their time, like for that telemedicine. Um, you know, that's good news because there's more income with horse owners, but it's bad news because less of the population can afford a horse. But boy, when you look at how busy we are, it doesn't seem to be affecting uh, our ability to to have work. One of the things that um, I really wanted to share with people in that presentation was the fact that 44% of AAEP members are over the age of 50. And the AVMA expects about 60 equine veterinarians to be retiring every year. And that amount will increase by 3% each year. Now, at the same time, if you look at the data, the numbers of equine practitioners in the AVMA, um, we had an increase of 59 doctors over 2019 versus 2020. And so we're barely keeping up. If we continue to have an increase in the number of uh, the demand for services. Basically, we will have not as many practitioners as we really need in order to serve those horses. And so it is so important that we deal with the retention and attraction into the industry. It's a great career. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful way to spend your career, but you know, when we think about the generations that are now in the workplace, um, the millennials make up uh, 35% now, and they have some different values around how they want to spend their time. And honestly, I was having a conversation this morning how I had always wanted to do what was called the chalet walk in Glacier Park. There are four chalets, and you leave and you walk between you hike walk (laughs) it's walking but it's hiking with all your things on your back that you need but you stay in the chalet um so you sleep in a bed and i had always wanted to do that and i kept putting it off and putting it off because i was busy at work and now it's physically beyond me to do you know to walk 14, 15 miles with a 40 pound pack on my back between the chalets. So I missed my chance. Millennials are not going to miss their chance. 
You know, they really care about living life each day as it comes, which personally I think is a very, very good idea. Right? Don't wait till the end and say, oh, well, now I should start living. You need to live while you're living. So we have kind of a difference between my generation, the baby boomers, who our values were to, you know, uh, to work, and the millennials who want to live as they go, not try to wait, uh, not try to wait for it. So that's an interesting thing, how our uh, generational uh, workplace is, is changing because there was another uh, wonderful presentation about communicating with generations. We, that was a, a big thing in Nashville and some really interesting um, kind of information there. So although all of you have probably heard this a million times, what we have seen is a decrease in the number of new graduates entering equine veterinary private practice. Uh, it was down to 1% of graduates in 2019 and bounced up to 1.4% in 2020. Um, but back in 2003, 5.7% of graduates were going into equine practice. So it's been, it's been tough. And once well, the numbers that we have about attrition are basically based on AAEP membership and 50% of members drop their membership by the time they are five years from graduation. So anybody who's been looking uh, to hire knows that it's been a difficult, a difficult time. Yeah, these, yeah, these things are all good news, as well as I think some things that should warn the industry, and, and we're seeing more. And again, I think you had mentioned when you were at the AEP convention, just talking in the hallway, that some young vets were talking to you and said they thought this was the first time they had seen some actual attention and movement on the issue of attraction and retention. Yes, um, I had multiple people, um, older veterinarians as well as young, come and say that they, they could feel a ground swelling of change, that they, for the first time, they felt some optimism that, that things were going to change, making equine pra practice a more viable, um, sustainable career for uh, millennials and, um, you know, face it the the gender demographics have changed and so the needs of of young women entering equine practice are a little bit different and there it was the first time they they were really feeling like wow something is gonna happen so that was nice that is very nice and again this was just the highlights and you can still um listen to these presentations online, I believe, with AEP. So if not, we'll have a short article that goes with this, but you can always go to this Daily Vet Life and listen to this. And make sure you listen to all 12 of these special editions that are being brought to you by Zoetis. We, we have a whole mix of medical and business, and the generational one that Dr. Grice mentioned is, is another one that we went in and interviewed the presenters. So check them out on your favorite podcast network under Daily Vet Life, or you can go to equimanagement.com and find them. Dr. Grice, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us. It was great to be here. 
And we will, uh, I'm sure, be back in touch with you soon. Thanks so much. 